What's up? I'm Joey, and this is the Owning It Podcast. After years of wearing a suit and tie, Joey C, Joey C, he said I've had enough of the litigating lie. And so he struck out on his own. He's a lawyer and a speaker and a business coach. This is Owning It with Joey C, trademarks, copyright. What is going on, everybody? I am so excited to bring on Jonathan Mann. Jonathan, you are the only person I know that's a Guinness World Record winner. <laughs> You've wrote a song a day for over 12 years now. I mean, is anyone even close to you at this point? Not that I know of. I actually, <laughs> I have a Google alert, you know, for song a day. So that, so that like, if anyone mentions it, like I, I'll mm. see it. Cool. And starting at the beginning of quarantine, the song of day alert started blowing up because songwriters all over the world of all different shapes and sizes and kinds started doing their own song of day project. And, you know, they would, it would pop up in the press here and there, like such and such musician is doing a song of day. And so I've started actually going through, we were talking a little bit off mic. I have this assistant. And one of the things I'm having her do is start to collect all of these song a day projects and put them all into a spreadsheet, mm. who they were, how long they did it for, where the project lives. And I'm hoping like at some point I own the domain songaday.org. <laughs> yeah. I would love to like compile the world's most complete compendium of pro of song a day projects. Like Man, that's such a um, cool approach to it. Like yeah. that's like building a community around people. who Yeah. Are that'd be fun. It. Right. Like you just see that everyone's doing it and yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Well, if you guys are new to this show, welcome to the Business Growth Advantage. If you are listening to this on the podcast, you already know Jonathan's work because he's done my theme song. <laughs> So good. And if you're working on a podcast and you're looking for someone to do your custom theme song, I don't know anyone else who does this besides Jonathan, but I also like his quality is unbelievable. <laughs> but I, I want to go a little bit deep on different parts of the business that Jonathan has built here, especially as when I say I work with creative entrepreneurs, I'm struggling to think of one of my clients who's on the creative side that is as like committed to their creativity the way that Jonathan is. Jonathan, can you give us the story of how the Song A Day project and now kind of business and movement started? Song A Day started with a flyer that I got in late 2008. It was the height of the sort of financial meltdown. I was living in Berkeley at the time with my then girlfriend a friend of ours like handed me this flyer for a project called fun a day mm. and fun a day still happens. It's every January. It's uh, the idea is just make one piece of art every day in the month of January. And people do all kinds of different things. They do sculpture and poems and they do really weird creative things like play a game of Scrabble a day and like take a picture of the board, like just anything you can imagine. And so I got this flyer and 
like some other creative projects that I'd been working on were sort of wrapping up. So I was like mm -hmm. primed and ready for, for something new. And I'd already been writing songs at that point. I was 26. I'd been writing songs for a long time since I was like 12. That had been like my passion. And so it said, make one piece of art for every day in January. And I said, I'm going to make a song a day. And so mm -hmm. January 1st, rolled around and I did 31 days and that was the intention just to, just to keep it at that. At the end of the 31 days, you know, I was having such a good time doing it and, you know, I was still unemployed as a, you know, in the financial crisis, even in that first month, the project had like had gained a little bit of traction and a little bit of attention. And so I decided to keep going. I aimed for a year for all of January, for all of 2009. Then at the end of the year, I just, looked around and decided to keep going. And it's sort of difficult because once you, once I committed to, to like on Jan, on January 1st of 2010, you know, day 366, <laughs> you know, at a, it's a little bit difficult because it's like, because then it's like, okay, well then, all right, when's the next point that actually makes sense to stop? I guess two years maybe, but two years is kind of unsatisfying. It's not a good it's like one year is one thing, you know, but two years is kind of like mess. So it's like, when could I really stop anyway? And so at that point, it basically became, it basically became a definite at that. My gosh. And this point. is like weekends, holidays too. Oh yeah. Under all circumstances. Yeah. Man. I actually have a friend who does a drawing a day and he's been doing a drawing a day for actually longer than I'm doing a song a day. He started, I think in, in late 2007, but, 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 but he takes weekends off. Mm. And so even though his date is earlier, those weekends add up and I have more, I just have my number is higher of like the songs. And so I always mm. tease him about taking weekends. That's, off. that's yeah. so funny. And when you say that it's the song a day, what is the, like the completioner on that task? The parameters. The, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, is it just kind of writing the lyrics, singing it to yourself or like, does it get documented somewhere? Yeah, the parameter essentially is the song. It's a song of any length, <laughs> of any quality, with any instrumentation that I write between the time I wake up and the time I go to bed and I post to my YouTube channel. Like that's that to me is is okay. So YouTube is. is the main kind of tracking. Yeah. Oh yeah. YouTube this. is sort of the, the canonical, um, you know, it's funny <laughs> too like because, that word. because yeah, canonical, uh, place. It's funny because I started in 2009, you know, YouTube was relatively new and I'd been, I'd been making YouTube videos since 2006 and YouTube was only founded in 2005. Now, of course, YouTube is, it's YouTube. It's like IBM or something. It's like part of the fabric. Uh, I've actually befriended this younger guy who's doing a song a day and he started his on Instagram because of course he would like, it makes way more sense now to start a project like that on Insta or, or TikTok yep. than it would to start on YouTube. So I, you know, I'm nearing 40 and and I think in some ways that, you know, it fits, you know, it's, oh yeah, it's that old guy. He's, he's making his song a day on, on YouTube. No, I think it, it, I mean, it's so, so cool just as like a human being to see that you've stuck with it for this long. I'm excited to get into like the creative side more, the business side more. Yeah. I also just want to, for anybody who might be new to this 
I, I want to clarify that like John isn't just an artist. Like there are some legitimate, like greatest hits to what he's done. And I know I found Jonathan because of the sleep with me podcast mm-hmm. that I listened to like religiously oh, almost yeah, every yeah. night for years. And I was like, wait a minute, this guy, it sounds like I can like find him online, reach out to him and he can help me write my yeah, podcast. I put that into the theme song so that people could find me. And Drew, who makes that podcast, has been so kind to me to like lend me the the song for access to his audience, which is a great audience. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's I, I love that podcast. But yeah. you've got you've got Baby Yoda. Yeah. There's the whole Apple connection. Yeah. G- give us some of your highlight reel here. Sure. Cause I know you said earlier that, you know, it takes like 5,000 songs sometimes for <laughs> to have those those handful of things that raise the 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 value of yeah. this whole library that you're doing. Yeah, as I was saying off mic like there's there's literally two songs that just in terms of royalty payments if we're talking Gosh. like actual just like cold hard bottom line there's literally two songs that make more in royalties than all the rest of them combined. And, you know, one of them is Baby Yoda, and and that was a total, you know, accident, just like, these are all accidents. Like, <laughs> this is, this is, this is, like, this is my big thing, is that I'm all about, by necessity, I've learned to be all about whims. My whims go further and faster than any of my schemes. Like, I'll, I have tons of ideas, and I'm constantly trying things. And none of them work. Like, like no matter what I do, <laughs> it's it's like super, super, super rare that like any scheme I like. But literally, the thing that I make that I have no agenda for. I had no agenda for the Baby Yoda song. I wrote it <laughs> because I liked Baby Yoda, and and it was like the second episode where he was heavily featured of the Mandalorian. And I was like, I love baby Yoda so much. He's so cute. Like he's amazing. And so I made a song and I liked the song. I was like, Oh, this is a good song. I like how it came out. And just on a whim, I posted it to Spotify. I posted it to all the streaming services and it happened to make its way into the TikTok sort of bloodstream (laughs) and became literally by far my most listened to my most profitable my most viewed by by factors, you know, like it has seven million views versus or eight million views now on YouTube versus my, my next highest is two million. It has it has four million streams on Spotify versus my next highest is like three hundred thousand. It's like it's not even close, mm-hmm. and it was literally a whim. I and I'm convinced that like if I had because this happens if I had sat down and said. I'm going to make a baby Yoda song because I know that people are going to really think it's cute and it's going to, it's going to blow up. It's going to be this big thing. Wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Like there, there's even like a, there's even, I I'm convinced this is a little woo woo, but like, I'm convinced that there's even like a, a reverse kind of secret thing that's happening a reverse, like where, like if I envision it, it's like the opposite. If I envision it, it's not going to happen. But if I, <laughs> my mind is blank <laughs> It's more like if I'm just like, you know, if I'm just following my my whims. So like another example, the same thing is is the iPhone 4 antenna song, which is like, you know, not <laughs> huge in terms of numbers, but was used by Steve Jobs to open a press conference, you know? Yeah. Like, and so 
that was exactly the same thing. It was the night before this press conference that they were having, and I decided to make a song about it. And, you know, I didn't think that they were going to, I didn't like think to myself, I'm going to make this song. And Steve Jobs is going to write to me and ask me to like use this song in his press conference. No, I did. That didn't, that didn't cross my mind once. It was just a total whim. Like I'm just going to make this song about this Apple thing that's happening. And that's what happens. So, yeah. That's so cool. And I mean, don't you now have like a, a theme song to like a TV show too? So the maybe I think the thing you're thinking of is the James Comey thing. Um, oh, yeah. Is that what you're thinking of? Well, I thought I saw either like an HBO or Showtime. Yes, show. yes. Yeah. So okay. that's so that's another whim. That's an that's another example where how can I do this without getting explicitly political? James okay. Comey, for, you know, former FBI director fired by Trump. I had written this song when he had sort of more or less, you know, reopened. This was at the, at the like right leading up to 2016 election, you know, mere days before the election, he had quote unquote reopened this, the FBI investigation, Hillary's emails or whatever. So I made a song called F U James Comey. I, I actually said the words I, I I'm bleeping them for oh, viewers. Thanks. Okay, and so it was just another song, literally just like I'm I'm very angry at James Comey right now for doing this. And so I'm going to let him know I'm going to make this song about it. Four years go by and I get an email from Showtime and they're making this uh, movie out of James Comey's book called The Higher Loyalty. And Jeff Daniels is playing James Comey and they asked me if they can use the F.U. James Comey song. I was like, you know, we went through it and and they paid me for it and everything. And but it was like heavily featured. It was like a two part miniseries. It was like it opened the second part of the miniseries and they played almost the whole song. It was like they played it over a montage of people of different people, including his family, James Comey's family, reacting to mm. the election of Donald Trump. And everyone's really mad at James Comey. And so they they have my song playing. They don't bleep it out. It's in there. And so now hanging on my wall over here, I have the invoice that I got from <laughs> CBS, which owns Showtime, because oh, cool. it says CBS, but then it says for what the good is, the good is F you, James Comey. And I just think that's just the best. <laughs> oh, that's but, amazing. But again, a whim, you know, like yeah. uh, there's there's no way... I could have sat down and said, I'm going to make a song that in four years is going to be used in a Showtime. It just doesn't work like that. It's right. just, you know, and if I did, I can, I could list a thousand instances where I've done the exact opposite, where I've tried hard to like make things work and they just, they just don't. Yeah. I've learned like, you, I just have to sort of catch the cultural current if I can but it's like not it's not really up to me it's like you know every once in a while my own interests and my own feelings about things perfectly align with the zeitgeist with like what the culture at large is interested mm. in and it's like those moments that it happens but i can't i can't predict it you know Man. i could spend all day looking at google trends and i don't think that would help me at all when you look back on everything that you've done on the the streak with the 12 and a half years, what are you most proud of? 
the thing that keeps me going the most on some days, we talked a little bit about this, like, you know, like what motivates. And this is this is something that I sort of forgot to mention, but it's a big one. You know, a lot of days I'll get comments, no matter what the song is, sometimes it's very surprising to me, but I'll get comments that say, this is like exactly what I needed to hear today. Mm. This is this song was the thing that, that I needed today or the song got me through something or it doesn't get any better than that. Like that's, that's by far the sort of deepest and longest lasting kind of nourishment. My creative soul go as I go mm. through this, you know, that's, that's the stuff that like really matters. Yeah. Has it gotten to a point now where you're like starting to recognize certain like names and, and handles of people that oh, are constantly yeah. engaging with you. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's a really like wonderful piece of it is that, mm. you know, people I've lost two fans like that have died that basically were there every day for years, years and years wow. and years and years and years. And both times it was completely unexpected. And both times it like, it really affected me where I like, I noticed that they were gone. <laughs> Ultimately, like a family member would reach out and be like, you know, they're, you know, they're gone. And I made songs for both of them. And mm. so there are people like that, you know, there are people who just sort of become, become part of it. Um, there was a guy for a long time. Uh, he doesn't do it as much anymore. He's sort of a character in, in and of himself. His name is John. He he commented for probably about five years, maybe five and a half years every day. And it was, it was always the same comment. He left <laughs> the same comment every day for like, yeah, maybe like five and a half years. That's the awesome. Com the comment was, this song is great. They should play it on the radio. <laughs> every single day? Every single day. That's um, awesome. But he actually, so he's very interesting because he became famous in his own right for a number of things most recently he has a very successful in some ways more successful than my channel actually like these mm. the views he gets every day for these are often higher and it's called john drinks water and what he does <laughs> is he gets on his video and he drinks a bottle of water in one go and that's it Every day. That's the video. It, he did it multiple times a day. So he did it for like 10,000 days, 10,000 waters over the course of, I think, like three and a half years or something. My gosh. Yeah. So he, so he reached, I wrote him a song when he reached 10,000 waters. I oh, so yeah. cool. Yeah. Now we, we talked to before we hit the live button about this, like not just being a job for you, but really a, a calling. I want to dive a little bit into the creative process to the extent that you're willing to. Sure. So when it comes to every day you sitting down and, and having a song that ends up on YouTube, is there a typical beginning to that? Like, do you start with the lyrics or are there just kind of melodies that you like keep? Maybe you batch the melodies or like how, how so, does this all work? So I actually made a podcast all about this. It's called it's called As It Happens. Um, oh, cool. Find it a little plug for the podcast as it happens song a day. You got to put song a day because there's a different as it happens that, that exists too. That's okay. more of famous course. than mine in Canada as it happens song a day. And it's just 12 episodes, maybe 10 episodes. And essentially all it is, is you hear the process. You hear me writing a song in real time and the way that I frame it. And the thing that I say in the beginning of each episode is that 
there are a million ways to write a song and you never know what's going to come out. And so each episode, literally my goal was basically to start in a different way, to start the song in a different way in each episode. Cool. So one, one day I'm starting with the lyrics. One day I'm starting with the music. One day I'm starting with the melody. One day I'm starting with an idea. One day I'm starting with nothing. And that, that is how it works for me. Like there's no one path. Cool. The, the the process for me is all encompassing and literally, you know, there are infinite ways to do it. And I've tried most of them probably at this point. My gosh. And so, and let's say that like you, you're not at your house, you're traveling. Is, is there like a, a travel friendly version of what you do? Like you could just sing it into a phone or, or yep. something like that. Yep. Singing it into the phone is, is a, is a tried and true so tried and true. Method. Nice. Yeah, that's it. You you said it. <laughs> I just wrote down again from when we were talking before I hit the live here. You talked about just like sometimes you just got to poop something out. Yeah. Just make something. Yeah. And I love that as a creative entrepreneur, but as a business owner in general. Yeah. Of, you know, I talk to so many fellow lawyers who feel like there's such a, a bar that we hold ourselves to that it can be really difficult to hit the submit button on something that we're working on or even getting started because it's like, let me produce a work today. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I don't know enough about lawyering, you know, to like to know, right? But I know that in, in the kind of pursuit that I'm in, ultimately starting from something is always easier than starting from nothing. So, mm. and the only way really a lot of times to start from nothing to get to something is to turn off all critical faculties and like, just yeah like we said poop it out just like make something <laughs> because because then you've made something and yeah. something can be honed it's like even if there's just one little piece of that that you can take you still are ahead of the game it's always easier you know like that's why prompts exist right it's like if you have a blank sheet of paper but someone says you know if you have a blank sheet of paper and you just have to start with something that's really daunting but someone says a rainy day or something or whatever, like then, you know, that's something. It's something. Yeah. If you just make something, you just start somewhere and not let it be too precious or not get mm. too attached to it. Then yeah. That's sort of. Are, are there times when you rewatch Baby Yoda or one of your other big videos and you're like, uh, if I would have known this would have gotten this big, oh, yeah. I would have oh. fixed this and this oh, and this. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. There's so much that I regret about <laughs> Baby Yoda specifically. Like I approached that song. I had no idea. Right. And so people love the chorus and people like generally people hate the verses because I was trying <laughs> to do like sort of a faux baby, a sort of faux Yoda voice, but it ends up sounding more like the the character from It, like the clown, <laughs> you know. And so, <laughs> and so, actually, when season two was coming out, I did a remix of the song, and I got my friend. But again, it's it was a plan, and it was super. Uh... But I got my friend, who has a beautiful voice, to sing the verses, and I was like, I'm gonna fix this, and like I'm gonna make it sound better, but everyone wants the original, you know, warts and all, I guess. Part of me, I'm not above critiquing myself at all. And so part of me really wonders, like, 
could the song have gone even further if if I had known and if I had really polished it up beforehand? You know, could the song have gone even further? Or alternately, was part of the lack of polish what made it successful? Like, there's no yeah. way to know. Ultimately, we have no counterfactuals to to really sure. But but that. I I do like though that you you are kind of letting it be either or because yeah. one thing that that I talk with a lot of business owners about, especially when it comes to producing content, video, or other things, it's the 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 more we think that the most polished wins, the more we want to buy the latest camera or mm. lighting or whatever, and it can just procrastinate us actually doing the thing because we don't feel ready yet. I have a super good spiel about that, actually. So this was probably back in like 2013, so like year five of Song A Day, and... Um, I was living in New York. I was living in Brooklyn and I met this guy, Rob, who was a singer songwriter, just like me. And we sort of struck up a friendship and <laughs> he took me to his studio that he worked out of. And it was like this beautiful, like mm. he literally had, um, he literally had uh, the Doobie brothers mixing console. The mixing console that the Doobie Brothers had used. I think it was the, some, some, something like that. Some really famous band. They'd use this mixing console. Vintage gear. The beautiful guitars. The best mics. Everything. You know, yeah. and it wasn't his studio. He worked there. He was allowed to use it whenever he wanted. You know, it was his boss's studio. But, like, that was where he worked. And he, he could use the studio. Anytime there wasn't someone there, he could use it at any time. And then I brought him to my studio. You know, we were going to work on a song together. And I brought him to my studio. It's in a basement. It floods. I have, like, shitty guitars everywhere and, like, $50 microphones. And he's like, I love this. He's like, <laughs> he's like this is amazing. He's like, he's like, I just, I feel so free down here. Like, we could just make whatever we want. Oh, interesting. We can just, we can just you know, like, he... he he felt so I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? You have this access to this studio. He's like, I can't just go up there and make a song. Like, like it's too daunting. It's too, yeah. it's too, it's like, I, 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 he felt so uh, intimidated by all the amazing gear that he had access to that yeah. coming down to my flooding basement <laughs> studio, like was freeing. It felt, it let the pressure off of like, yeah. oh, I don't need to make something good. I can just make whatever I want, you know? And so I actually feel like that is really true. Like when people, you know, you buy, you buy some fancy piece of equipment it actually has the opposite effect. It's like, you should never, ever spend the money to, you know, if you don't know whether or not you're going to do the thing, buy the cheapest thing possible use your phone like don't yeah. you know like don't spend any money on anything cuz you don't need it and it's only going to like intimidate you <laughs> yeah and yeah. in my experience too it usually complicates everything working as well right right cuz it's more complicated there's more things to worry about you know yeah. if you buy if you buy like a nice DSLR camera or something to shoot with then you got to like learn all about you know, <laughs> white balance and like you right. know and how to do stuff like that versus your phone does all that automatically it's like just yeah totally, totally. well jonathan 
I there are so many golden gems that you have dropped throughout this. Um, I'm excited to to rewatch and re-listen. We'll end here. If if you met someone who was was someone that you were gonna put on this community board that you're working on, they're also doing the song a day thing. They love what you're doing, and they're just a couple of chapters behind your level. What would be your biggest advice to that mini Jonathan? It's funny because when I meet people like that, I'm always excited to learn from them. You know, mm. I'm always excited to learn like, you know, a lot because like I was saying, a lot of these younger people, they just have they have a different, totally different perspective on it. My biggest advice always is like just to not to try really hard and not be too hard on yourself. Mm. and like and go really easy especially if you're trying to do something every day be super easy on yourself give yourself lots of leeway give yourself super tons amount of room to just do it and let it be and not not worry too much that's my advice in general is not worry. just don't worry too much i love that like coupling of work hard and don't worry yes that's it yeah Awesome. Well, thanks again, Jonathan. Thanks yeah, to everybody thank for, for tuning in live or on the replay. We'll make sure that we're linking up uh, Jonathan's website so you can learn more. If you want to have him do your podcast theme song like I have done, uh, you won't be disappointed. And uh, that's it for this week. I'll see you guys next time. All right. Has this episode motivated you to take some action on the legal side? Well, good. Here's a great next step for you. I've put together a free legal training that people have legit been raving about. I just got a DM telling me that this was the best legal presentation they've ever seen. Yes, you heard that right. Best legal presentation ever. Okay, maybe that's a pretty low bar, but hey, I'll take it. And another person told me that they've never really had a lawyer who they trusted to recommend to their business friends. But after watching this training, now they know that I'm their go-to guy. So if you're ready to stop being overwhelmed by all the legal stuff, you are going to freaking love this training. Check it out at joeycvitali.com slash trademark, or just click on the link in the show notes. This is owning it. Thanks for listening to Owning It with me, Joey C. Vitale. If you like the show and want to know more, check out joeycvitale.com. And I'm all about spreading those golden legal nuggets. So leave a review and let me know which golden nuggets you picked up from this episode. All right, see you next time. If you want